0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Uh, We could look at how weekly sales are going. Oops, hold on a second. I just spilled something. Let me grab something for that. It's got to be one of those days. Hold on. Okay. So, ha, 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 ha. it's not quite that, but that's a funny sound effect, um, especially at this time of the morning. So, little scars of the pandemic is what's going around, but the trend is your friend right now. And the market went up Monday, and it went up Tuesday, and it went up Wednesday, and we kind of got a, looking at yesterday, going like, "Can we continue this?" There's a little bit of a January effect on Wall Street that people talk about. Sometimes a Santa Claus rally. Sometimes we look at things and uh, how long can we play the mega cap leadership? How long can we play the pro cyclical leadership? Does the vaccine optimism ever wear out and we go, yeah. What else can we say about that? For instance, you could probably say something along the lines of my in-laws got their first shot or my neighbors got their second shot. There's probably not that many more approvals. So some of the optimism is going to start going maybe sideways. Fiscal stimulus, how much can the market go up just on that? better than expected earnings, better than expected guidance. These are all things that have formed a very bullish trend on Wall Street. Then you get the short squeeze thing that happened last week where we're like, does this turn into a problem for the whole market? Does some kids getting rich on GameStop force Wall Street to sell broad? And by doing that, suddenly everyone starts getting the jitters. That's stuff we were thinking about, right? Last week as a negative, maybe. So let's go over that again. Mega cap leadership. It it, it gets tougher and tougher for the big to get bigger, right? We talked about Apple kind of confirming the news that they're getting into the auto industry with Kia. How big can big get? Does everyone already have a cell phone? Does everyone already have AirPods? You start asking questions like, when you're worth $2 trillion, become worth $4 trillion. It's like when you're 60 pounds, it's a little bit easier to put on another 25% of your weight than if you're 1 trillion pounds. The vaccine optimism, the fiscal stimulus options, uh, will it be $600 billion? Will it be $1.9 billion? Then we start talking about the jobs numbers. So they were good yesterday, minimal job growth and job gains. Um, We're not that news is it's kind of like the vaccine. Yes, we're getting more vaccines. People are still dying. So there's mostly good news there, but there is also kind of an undercurrent. The job market's getting better, but it's still not good. It's not where we want it to be for the long term. So Friday, the first Friday of every month is typically a biggie. And this is a big one for me. I'm talking about the unemployment numbers. there was minimal job growth and gains, and the long-term unemployed workers continue to account for an increasingly larger share of the unemployed. That, if I were to bottom line that for you or to kind of tell you what it means, pssst, it means people aren't getting jobs. And that's going to be a sticky wicket for Congress to figure out how do we get Americans back to work. Maybe that should be the conversation we have more of, of what's Congress's job. I can tell you the Federal Reserve's job is to keep inflation under check and try to keep us near full employment. Should Congress try to keep us near full employment? Is that their their gig, so to speak? A little bit. So I would say that's some of the scarring that we talked about at the beginning of the segment of what's lingering on Wall Street. We're not really uh, – it's still early in the recovery. But what we're seeing in the trend of jobs isn't going in the direction where – it's not, not the direction. It's not – we don't think we're getting to full employment anytime soon. And because that, it's kind of like, Congress, do your thing. Come on, Congress. We're waiting. And if we have to see one congressperson talk about the Super Bowl, we're still waiting for the jobs. And we have to see a congressperson talking about the impeachment. We're still waiting for the jobs. Although that could be a little bit of a show. Is that coming up next week? The impeachment trial? The second one? I don't think that that has the power to upset the apple cart that is Wall Street. But let's just say we've seen far less do far greater drama. Two thirds of Americans believe that Trump bears at least a moderate amount of responsibility for the breach of the Capitol building. So I, I don't think we're going to have to ramp up the Facebook rhetoric this weekend, but I don't know. I'm a little bit unplugged from politics. If you haven't figured out my job on helping you understand Wall Street, sometimes is to float from, you know, sector to sector, story to story. Uh, market commentaries have to change. Again, w- when you hit all time highs four days in a row, when you when you find excuses to rally, you need to say that out loud. Like the vaccine news is good, but it can't get greater. The jobs news is. Okay, it, it it could get a little worse. We're starting to moderate enthusiasm here because it's tough to see the next catalyst rocket fuel. With that said, I've got a very good show plan for you today. We're going to talk a lot of Super Bowl content, Super Bowl stocks, Super Bowl investment ideas. How about those people that own sports teams? How did they do during the pandemic? Let's just say that they're going to be okay. Is that fair of me to say? Maybe. Sports betting was a theme that we found in the pandemic, 2020. The year of staying at home. That's Chinese, you know, the year of staying at home. Okay, maybe it's not. Um, But sports betting was one of those sectors that were like, I think it's time for this to wake up because states are going to be really upside down with how much we had to spend to keep our citizens safe, our hospitals running, and how much we didn't spend in like, come to California, uh, get on the fisherman's wharf and have a cup of joe. Uh, Those ad campaigns weren't seeing the dollars. Therefore, we weren't seeing the tourists to offset those ad campaigns to help uh, you get the idea. Sports betting time is here now. We'll talk about that during the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I do a radio show and I talk about investing, and that can get kind of, how shall we say, it become a very big responsibility. I got an email yesterday from someone who just doesn't get it. And he's someone I've been talking about on the air with a couple of his emails here and there. And I bring this up because I, it's, it's a nice reminder for you to grasp that this is serious stuff that we're talking about your money. You might remember that I got an email from a man named Daniel and um, he, <laughs> He was saying is 62 too old to start up for uh, an IRA plan, individual retirement account. And essentially it sounds like he didn't really save a lot of money in his lifetime. E 62 is a, you're kind of late to think about planning, but I'm glad that you are. You may be working until the day you die will be the first thing that comes out of my mouth, but that's not a bad thing. Um, I'm kind of comfortable playing video games, reading about the internet, grabbing a fictional book, getting through two of those a week, uh, doing one financial book a week. I'm okay on my own. He may have to work till the day he dies. So I'm, I'm good with that. One thing I don't want you to start doing is just because you're 62 and you haven't saved enough. Even though you're coming up with an idea to get like an individual retirement account, I love all of this. Please know that I'm not making fun of you in any way, shape, or form. Um, even though you're a little late and you and I will start kind of jaw back and forth, and I'll say something along the lines of, you may work until the day you die. As long as you're okay that I'm not pissing you off and you're not pissing me off, I I think we're in a good area. But to get a little bit further into his concept of what upset me was – so he dropped me an email. It's been three emails. One's like I'm starting late. One was kind of goofy like, hey, uh, these are the things I'm working for. So I didn't have to like really stress on that one. But then yesterday, I get one more email from Daniel, and it kind of like, be careful, dude. He goes, I know that you love earnings season. I have a PayPal credit card last year, and I've found that their system is easy to deal with. I like the card, so I'm looking at their stock now. And noticed it went up right before their earnings came out, and then it up another 7% after good earnings report. So I'm reading this right do I buy a stock before positive earnings reports or do I sell before a negative report and do your homework to know which one's coming? So his grammar is a little bit shoddy, which is okay. Right? Hey, he may, if English may be his first language or maybe his second. I don't care. And to me, it's like fine. But if it were as easy as getting 7% every time a company like PayPal reports earnings, I would have a bazillion dollars. And let me tell you what life would look like with me with a bazillion dollars. I'm not going to like downplay it like Jeff Bezos. I'm going to have an Island called Rob black Island. I'm going to have nuclear bombs called Rob black's nuclear bombs. I'm going to have models that are going to be called Rob black's models. And when I say business models, yes, business models for sure. But I'm also going to have fashion models that are going to be Rob Black's fashion models. I'm going to have a basketball league where everyone's four feet tall or shorter, except for me. I am going to be the king of said island. If I could get 7% after every earnings season with no thought, or I could sell it and see it go down 7%, and then buy it back after it falls, Daniel, I would do that in a heartbeat. And anyone that could tell you that it has 7% guaranteed return, they're lying to you or they're misleading you. 10% lying to you, misleading you. 12% lying to you, misleading you. Making this easy where every earnings season you can have an instant easy trade. They're lying to you or they're using you. Do I like PayPal? I do. Do I like investing in credit card companies? I do. But Daniel, I know you're not a fan of the show and I know you're not not a long-term listener because you know that I'm looking for the midterm to long term and I'm not looking for quarter to quarter. I I pay attention quarter to quarter because I'm not stupid. But for me, I, I would I want my investments to, if they take me a year to get me 20%, I'm stoked in a trade. I don't need it in one day or one quarter. Daniel's the guy who has a contractor's license, and I gave him the advice that, you know, you can do contract work till you're 75, 85. You know, if you can swing a hammer, you can work in a retirement community. Do you know how many retirees become feeble or how many? Uh, the widows there are, I mean, Daniel, you could be the man. All the widows will be calling you if you're in good shape and you could swing a hammer and like, oh, can you come fix my toilet? Like, Daniel, you can be the man. <clears throat> so Daniel doesn't really know what's happening. And he's 62 years old. The idea of buying or selling a stock like PayPal the second that they report earnings, it's naive. If you think that Wall Street doesn't kind of know it, Do you remember the story of Robin Hood and GameStop? Data is starting to come out. And I said this on air and I said it very early on. Something tells me it wasn't just the retail investor who was pumping the stock up. On Reddit, there's a a forum that anyone can get on. I told the story on air of before I moved to California, uh, me and my girlfriend lived together and. I, I had this job offer. I'm like, I want to go. I'm I'm super excited. I want to live in Silicon Valley. And kind of I, I was stoked for all the wrong reasons. Which says do your homework before you move to an area, at least two or three times before just once saying that you're comfortable with it. But anyway. Um the whole process of posting on the internet, she got on the internet and she looked at some Yahoo message boards. That was back in two thousand. Yahoo message boards were Reddit. People would get on Yahoo message boards. You could type in a stock like um, MSFT, Microsoft. You could see what analysts were saying about it and not saying about it. And there was a community of people who were posting. And if you searched my name in the financial columns, it came up with, like, I want to kill him. I want to poke his eyes out. You know, he doesn't like Sun microsystems, but the jerk, he likes AOL. Like, people had opinions, right? So... I told you a couple of weeks ago, I think the professionals had kind of infiltrated Reddit and they were they were the ones buying, not necessarily the small guys. And it's starting to come true. So coming back to Daniel one more time, the idea of being 60 plus trying to day trade or quarterly trade, it's going to get you into a lot of trouble. I'm not telling you to no. I'm telling you that I've never met anyone your age that was able to catch up through stocks for a lack of starting earlier in life. You don't hit home runs to have the career hit list. You start playing baseball at a very early age to be on top of the career hit list. He's kind of mixing some of it up. If I could buy a stock right before earnings to get 7% guaranteed or with any sort of certainty, I would have Rob Black Island. Welcome to Rob Black Island. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The solar industry has been on a tear this year. Several stocks in the sector hit all-time highs. Investors seem eager for more solar companies to go public. This is a weird thing to talk about because 10, 15, 20 years ago, we were an oil-based nation. We still are on many, many, many levels, but you weren't early if you're in right now. You're not late. You're okay. Several renewable companies went public in 2014 and 2015 or spun off from power plants. It's interesting. I I could probably do a whole week on shows on companies that spun off divisions that went on to become maybe more powerful than the company themselves. Not saying this, but McDonald's once owned Chipotle. And I would wonder where McDonald's stock would be if they didn't spin off Chipotle. Considerably higher. So the collapse of Sun Edison the world's largest renewable company before its 2016 bankruptcy. It stung the solar industry. But we've put that behind us. We're like, that's four years ago. No solar companies came public from 2016, to 2019. Now you have two powerful forces, if not more. You probably have Elon Musk, Who's a good cheerleader to have as far as an industry goes? Solar. Joe Biden, for lack of a better phrase, I'm not being insulting here. This is the Wall Street perspective. He's an old man. He's got four years to lay down an agenda, and a good one might be solar energy and kind of a middle finger to the oil industry as a present to the global warming. <clears throat> or lack thereof or whatever you want to say so no companies came public in 2016 17 18 19 all because solar edison sun edison excuse me went completely <clears throat> and yet it became very clear early in the pandemic that solar wouldn't just weather the difficult time but that it would thrive on it when we were sitting in our homes Watching Netflix, the lion guy, the tiger guy, whatever his name was, sunshine was shining around the earth and it was powering solar ventures. And we, we've become enamored with it. By mid December of last year, the US was projected to install a record 19 gigawatts, gigawatts of new solar capacity. It's a focus, it's a substantial focus. Last year, the clean energy index surged more than 200 percent, topping the 58 percent gain in 2019. We're still in the very early phases of solar. Someone asked me the other day, what should I get my daughter? She was just born. I want to give her $1,000 a year. I'm like, consider some solar and like maybe something like an ETF 10, TAN. I said, if you truly got 18 years, I think that you're going to do OK with this. You may not hit a home run every year, but there's going to be some years of home runs in that fund. So a company called Active Solar was the best-performing stock in Europe last year with a 183% return. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. So installation volumes are going through the roof. Profitability brings the question of just because you install it, are you more of an installing company? Or where does the where does the profitability come in? Because if I'm installing TV panels on walls, I'm gonna have to get a van. I'm gonna have to get a man who can make twenty bucks an hour, or something, coming into your house. Be smart enough to put on boots, not piss you off. Say, okay, uh, where do you want it? Find a stud. Make sure that he he runs the wires correctly. Make everyone happy. Everyone's cool. Everyone's good. Kind of thing. Like installation's not cheap. It's very labor intensive. So even though we're installing a lot, is it profitable? So solar is going to be a commodity. And there is going to be margin compression. So it's not going to be an easy investment. But inside of solar and renewables is also something called decarbonization and electrification. Plus, you have the struggles of big oil and solar is going to get a lot of investment dollars thrown its way. And if you saw how investment dollars being thrown into something silly like GameStop could result, investment dollars being thrown into something bigger like clean energy could be quite a trend. OK, now, again, I am not in charge of your portfolio, but I can tell you green energy is helping power a Spanish IPO right now. Norway's taking an electric vehicle victory lap right now. The stories around electric vehicles are huge around the world. And electric vehicles, it's not Tesla being driven in Norway. It's GM. A Super Bowl ad campaign featuring anchorman anchor. Anchorman actor Will Ferrell has shown a spotlight on Norway as the envy of the world for electric vehicle adoption. You look at Norway, and what, what's the couple things you think about Norway? Cute little village towns, ski towns. You think big alp like mountains with snow on them. I think like the spy who loved me, James Bond skiing down. I think like WW2 German Nazis and ski outfits. Like that's what I think of when I think of Norway. All right, and that works well with a backdrop. I know. Thank you. Um, it's kind of a Will Ferrell quote too, which is kind of funny. Um, let's see. Um, so Norway I, I see is kind of pristine. So trying to be a success with electric vehicles, it's, it's beautiful. It's a nice way to go. Right. So Norway's become the first in the world to see electric cars, sees the majority of sales in California. We said, we're going to have a hundred percent of car sales be electric vehicles by 2035. Norway's already at over 50%, whether it be the Audi e-tron, the Tesla Model 3, the Nissan Leaf hatchback. And when you think about Norway, you're thinking, isn't it cold? Wasn't Rob just talking about ski towns and mountains and snow and doesn't doesn't electric vehicles, don't they have problems holding charge? Yeah. Don't they charge a little slower? Yeah. Um, And yet Norway can do it. They're over 50%. We're at 3% in the United States. Of cars sold or electric vehicles. Uh, no, no, no disrespect against Norway, but you're a cute country of ski towns with mountains. We don't know anything else about you. You had us at hello. You didn't have to do more. But GM's got a vehicle commercial for the Super Bowl. And he hates Norway for no apparent reason. He makes a prank call and orders 5 million anchovy pizzas for the entire country. Yet, the underlying thought here to me is that they've got 50% electric vehicles. Hey, there's a lot of questions about electric vehicles how long they last, when do you get the million mile battery, the batteries erode over time, how safe for the environment are the batteries? These are questions I don't know. But I, I'm telling you again, it's an investment theme. And it goes back to Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. What will his legacy be? And so far, everything's stacking up for me to be, this is an area you still want to be in. It's not late. I'm not saying you want to do catch-up work here. It's not Heinz 57 for your your portfolio of ignorance of not starting on time. 60-second commercial. It's going to air during the first quarter. I've ruined it for you. I've ruined the Super Bowl. We get a little more Ron Burgundy. Is that the only thing Will Ferrell could do now to make us laugh? To retread an old character, which was one of Rob Black's favorite movies. The first one, not the second one. second one, eh. Media, comedians, politicians, tree-hugging hippies, millennials, save the planet. A millennial will work at a company or support a company if they have a do-good initiative. They want to know that their dollar isn't just going into Rob Black's pocket and it's buried deep and it'll never be pride-free. They want to do business with someone they can trust and give back. So there's so many trends that are positive for electric vehicles and Joe Biden's What I'm guessing is going to be his signature. Let's focus on the environment as often as he can come back to it. Will there be like college forgiveness? Yeah. Will it stick or not? I don't know. But I think Biden's administration will continue to come back to clean energy. But again, maybe I'm I'm wrong on that one. (laughs) What else is there out there? Ford's surprise profit is paving the way. One more thing on electric vehicles. They're going to spend another $29 billion developing electric and autonomous cars over the next five years. A lot of money is going to this industry. I read a report last week that the Ford Mustang, the gas-powered Ford Mustang, its brand value is almost zero. It's almost negative now because millennials look at it and go, wait, it's loud? It consumes so much gasoline that it, it roars? That brand is getting destroyed by electric vehicles as well as millennials who don't care about loud cars. Is this B-A-N-A-N-A-S (laughs) Bananas? Little and Stefani. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. This is a Mark Ronson song with Miley Cyrus. And I will be honest with you. I used to look at Miley Cyrus and go, I don't get it. She's a little girl on Disney. She's got a funny twang. Her daddy was Billy Ray Cyrus. My age don't remember fondly the achy breaky heart. It kind of grew in fondness, but when it first came out, we hated it. So what I'm kind of disclosing to you is that I had a negative image of Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. And then she opens her mouth and she sounds like, Oh my God. And then she's got that crazy twang. And I was wrong. I dig her work. I think party in the USA is a, a, a song of millennials, we can't stop, we won't stop. It, it's it's the voice. She's the voice of the millennials in a lot of ways, of their angst and their partying with Molly. I didn't know what Molly was. Hannah Montana taught me what Molly was. And that's a moment in your life where you're like, Jesus, I'm getting old. Please help me, children. <laughs> help me understand what the drug culture is all about. Um, But I still have friends who hate her. I've got a friend who's traveling to Montana right now, and I said, say hello to Hannah for me. He's like, oh, that slut, that hussy. I'm like, no, 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 no. I I like her music kind of thing. But I get it. I get it. It's easy to judge and not come back and say, she's done okay. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Coming up, I'm going to talk a lot of Super Bowl because there are Super Bowl concepts. I saw Jim Kramer yesterday do something cute. He came up with a list of Super Bowl stocks. Um, and he's like, well, for your kicker, you have to have consistency, 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 consistency. Um, and he named a stock that was consistent. Uh, to me, that felt a little bit like a stretch. And the receivers are the guys like Amazon and uh, Tesla. And I'm like, okay, they're gobbling up a lot of yardage. They're getting long returns. They're going from zero to 4,000. I get it. I get it. But it felt a little bit like a stretch. I try not to ever be that person for you. Earlier in the show, I was talking to you about uh, an email that I got from a man who's trying to hit home runs now, and he's 62 years old. I'm like, that's not the best thing to do. Um, but he brought up PayPal because he uses a PayPal credit card and he saw how the stock's doing and he kind of likes the way the two work in his head. I'm okay with some of that, but then you start getting a little bit dangerous in your head where I think he can come up with one great investment idea or two, but it starts to stretch after that Peloton came out with a quarter last night. Let me give you an example. I'm trying to figure out Peloton. I think we all are. We get that it was a stay at home stock directly tied towards honey. Why are we paying three to $400 a month for a gym? We can't go to the gyms. Gyms are closed. Then after three months, we're like, gyms are still closed. That's a thousand dollars down the rat hole. After six months, it's $2, like we started like, you know, like let's just buy a Peloton. Okay. Let's get it over with it. Do it. But now that we're in year two of lockdown, how will Peloton do? And they gave us a little bit of a quarter last night that showed us. They blew out their revenues. They blew out their earnings. But they're having problems delivering enough bikes because the demand's still high. They said, you know, screw it. We're not even going to make the treadmills right now. There's demand for the treadmills, but there's so much demand for the bikes. We're only going to focus on the bikes. So they kind of told us we messed up. Stock's down 6% on this news. So my question with Peloton is, as we kind of become stock detectives, Is how will it be next year? And I'll I'll be honest with you. I think it'll be okay. It won't be as great, but it'll be okay. And I'll give you my exact reasoning why. Christmas next year, 2021, 2022, 2023. For those of us out there who didn't get a Peloton for whatever reason, we didn't know if it was going to last. We didn't know how long the pandemic was going to be. We didn't know if we really needed a $3,000 bicycle with a video screen on it when we should be funding our retirement Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. If you bought a Peloton and you're not really comfortable with where you are in retirement, I think you made an aggressive purchase. So me, who's a little bit more on the conservative side, I'm going to get Peloton maybe for my sugar booger next Christmas. Remember the Christmas brouhaha pre-pandemic? 2019, you and I were sitting around the fireplace drinking some eggnog and a Peloton commercial comes on the television where a man got a Peloton for his wife who happens to be a model, And might weigh 97 pounds with a wet t-shirt on. So he gives her this and he's like, aha, see, honey, I love you. Christmas is all about the Peloton. And I didn't buy it then, but I'm buying it in 2021 because now we'll have had two years of it in our lives of seeing it and kind of wanting it and lusting for it. Although we shall not lust after our neighbor's Peloton bikes, but we do and i could see myself breaking down next christmas and getting one and the beauty about peloton it's not a one time purchase they get you on some video subscriptions which are highly profitable sell you the gun for free sell you the bullets for double the price apple's trying to do it with get you the phone that is almost a money loser to get you to buy the revenues and services later that's more so the playstation and the xbox business model But it's working for Peloton, too. Anyhow, I know you're saying, brutal, Rob. Did you just say anyone who bought a Peloton for their sugar bugger instead of investing in their 401k retirement plan um, gets what they deserve when they hit retirement? I kind of did. But it's tough love, and you either like it or you don't. (laughs) And I don't know any other way. Apple's a little bit lower today. The mega cap champion in corner. Uh, lower Microsoft, a little bit lower today. PayPal, a little lower Qualcomm bad day yesterday, a little lower today. I'll become interested in Qualcomm at some point. I'm interested in GameStop at some point, like when it's 10 cents, but GameStop is a big winner today. You're allowed to buy and sell as much as you want on Robinhood and it's up 31% today. Again, it's down 80% for the week entering today. You try to keep track of this crap. I didn't say that. You try to keep track of this. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more.